0: Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the Bible Podcast. Today is April 8th, and we're finishing up the first book of Samuel, covering chapters 30 and 31. Now, to bring you up to speed, historically, the four books following Ruth are called by the Greeks, and also in some Latin Bibles, the history of the reigns. Others call them all the books of kings, because they give an account of the establishment of the monarchy and of the succession of the kings who reigned over the whole kingdom at first and over the kingdoms of judah and israel after its division at the beginning of these books is given the history of the prophet samuel which gives light to that of the kings the jews call the first two of these books the books of samuel perhaps because they contain the history of the two kings who were both anointed by samuel and because what is said of Saul in the first, and of David in the second, proves the truth of Samuel's prophecies. They give the name of the books of kings only to the other two books, which in the Latin and French Bibles are called third and fourth books of kings. Now, the first book of kings, or First Samuel, has contained the history of the high priest of Eli, of Samuel, and of Saul. As the first year of Eli's high priesthood falls on the year of the world 2848 and the death of Saul in 2949, the history of this book must comprehend the space of 101 years. So chapter 30 picks up where the Philistine army has mobilized at Aphek to fight against Saul. David was sent back to Ziklag, his home in Philistia, And when he arrived, he had found that the Amalekites had attacked and destroyed Ziklag, probably in retribution for David's earlier raids, and had carried everything and everyone away as plunder. David and his men chased the Amalekites into their territory and recovered everything from Ziklag. David sent gifts from the plunder to many of the towns of Judah. Chapter 30 Three days later, David and his men arrived back in Ziklag. Some Amalekites had raided the Negev and Ziklag, and they had attacked Ziklag and burned it down. They had captured the women and everyone else there, young and old. They hadn't killed anyone, but they took everyone with them as they left. When David and his men arrived back in town, they found it burned to the ground, and their wives and children captured. David and his men cried loudly until they couldn't cry anymore. David's two wives had also been taken as prisoners. Ahinoam from Jezreel, and Abigail, Nabal's widow from Carmel. David was in a great deal of trouble, because the men were so upset over losing their children that they began to talk of stoning him. But trusting in the Lord, his God, David went to Abiathar the priest, the son of Ahimelech, and said, Bring me the ephod. Abiathar brought it to him. David asked the Lord, Should I chase after these raiders? Will I catch up with them? Yes, chase after them, the Lord replied, for you will definitely catch up with them and rescue the prisoners. David and 600 of his men set off for the bessor Valley. 200 of them remained behind there because they were too tired to cross the valley, while David continued on with 400 men. They came across an Egyptian in the countryside, and they took him to David. They gave him some food to eat and water to drink. They also gave him a piece of fig cake and two raisin cakes. He ate them and recovered because he hadn't had any food or water for three days and nights. "'Who's slave are you, and where do you come from?' David asked him. "'I'm an Egyptian,' he replied, the slave of an Amalekite. "'My master left me behind three days ago when I got sick. "'We raided the Carithites in the Negev, as well as the part that belongs to Judah, "'and the Negev of Caleb. "'We burned Ziklag too.' "'Can you lead me to these raiders?' David asked." If you swear to me by God that you won't kill me or hand me over to my master, then I'll take you to them, the man replied. He led David to the Amalekites, where they were spread out all over the place, eating, drinking, and dancing because of the large haul of plunder they had taken from the lands of the Philistines and of Judah. David attacked them from dusk until the following evening. Nobody escaped, except for 400 men who managed to get away riding on camels. David got back everything the Amalekites had taken, including his two wives. Everything was accounted for, all the adults and children, as well as all the plunder the Amalekites had taken. David brought everything back. He also recovered all the flocks and herds. His men drove them ahead of the other livestock, shouting, This is David's plunder. Then David returned to the brook Besor and met up with the 200 men who had been left behind because they were too exhausted to go with him. They went out to meet David and his men, and David greeted them joyfully. But some evil troublemakers among David's men said, They didn't go with us, so they can't have any of the plunder we recovered. Give them their wives and children, and tell them to be gone. But David said, No, my brothers, don't be selfish with what the Lord has given us. He has kept us safe and helped us defeat the band of raiders that attacked us. Who will listen when you talk like this? We share and share alike those who go to battle and those who guard the equipment. From then on, David made this decree in regulation for Israel, and it is still followed today. When he arrived at Ziklag, David sent part of the plunder to the elders of Judah, who were his friends. Here is a present for you taken from the Lord's enemies, he said. The gifts were sent to the people of the following towns David had visited. Bethel, Ramoth-Negev, Jatir, Eroer, Sifmoth, Eshtimoah, Recal the towns of the Jeremelites, the towns of the Kenites and Hormah, Bor-Ashan, Athak, Hebron, and all the other places David and his men had visited. Chapter 31 Meanwhile, the Philistines had attacked Israel and the Israelite army ran away from them, and many were killed on Mount Gilboa. The Philistines chased down Saul and his sons, killing Saul's sons Jonathan, Abinadab, and Malchishua. The fighting became very intense around Saul and the arrows of the Philistine archers found their target, wounding Saul very badly. Saul said to his armor bearer, Take your sword and kill me, or these heathen men will come and kill and torture me. But the armor bearer didn't want to do it because he was too afraid. So Saul took his own sword and fell on it. When his armor bearer saw that Saul was dead, he also fell on his own sword and died with him. Saul, his three sons, his armor-bearer, and all the men with him died that same day. When the Israelites who lived along the valley and those on the other side of the Jordan realized that the Israelite army had run away and that Saul and his sons had died, they abandoned their cities and they also ran away. So the Philistines came and took them over. The next day when the Philistines went to strip the dead, they found Saul and his three sons lying on Mount Gilboa. They cut off Saul's head, stripped him of his armor, and sent messengers throughout the country of the Philistines to announce the news in the temples of their idols and to their people. They placed his armor in the temple of the Ashtoreths and nailed his body to the town wall of Bethshan. However, when the people of jabesh gilead heard what the Philistines had done to Saul, all their strong warriors set out traveled all night and took down the bodies of saul and his sons from the wall of beth shan when they got back to Jabesh, they burned the bodies there then they took their bones and buried them under the tamarisk tree in Jabesh, and fasted for seven days so we see in the scriptures a very unpleasant ending for saul and his sons looking back in recent history a simple tragedy captured the attention of the world On this day in 1949, three-year-old Kathy Fiscus of San Marino, California, fell into an abandoned well pipe while playing. The pipe was only 14 inches wide and 120 feet deep. Rescue workers toiled for two days while national attention focused on the tragedy. Newspaper and media reports kept a concerned nation aware of the workers' progress. It was all in vain as little Kathy's body was recovered on April 10, 1949, and an alarmed nation suddenly became attentive to other abandoned wells and similar hazards, and the Kathy-Fiscus Law was enacted, requiring new safety measures. David and his men experienced a great tragedy at Ziklag, their home base. While they had been away, the Amalekites had raided David's camp, kidnapped the wives and children, and taken all that he and his men possessed. This crisis revealed the depth of David's faith and trust in God. While David's men fell apart and spoke of stoning their leader, David encouraged himself in the Lord and did something about the tragedy they had suffered. That moment clearly defined the great faith David had in his Lord to restore all the enemy had taken from them. God helped David to not only get back what had been taken, but to also get spoil from the defeated enemy. We can go from tragedy to triumph, from suffering to salvation, and we can go from victim to victor, because there's victory in Jesus. Hallelujah. Just because we are doing God's work doesn't keep us from abuses by Satan. David was obeying God completely, but the Amalekites still kidnapped his family. The first step in dealing with sorrow is to grieve. David and his men wept until they could weep no more. When they discovered the camp raided and all their families gone. The second step in dealing with sorrow is to look up rather than out for someone to blame. David's men vented anger on David, but the future king looked up to the Lord. The third step in overcoming trouble is prayer. David inquired of God before rushing out in pursuit of the Amalekites. He knew the real battle was spiritual. The final step in conquering trouble is to regain all that was lost. God told David to pursue, overtake, and recover all. David got back more than he had lost. Let's pray. Lord, help me to remember the spiritual principles of overcoming trouble when faced with crisis. Help me to remember that you can restore all that the evil one has taken. Okay, Saints. Thanks for tuning in. I'm looking forward to being with you tomorrow as we begin the second book of Samuel.